we have life-changing events. And at the time, they feel as if they are life-ending, but they really mold us into somebody who we are meant to be. Hello, and welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Dr. Julie Fouché, family physician and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring you information and inspiration to help bridge the gap between fitness and medicine and support your journey toward your healthiest self. This episode is one of a series of Pursuing Health stories. Here, I feature the inspiring stories of regular, everyday people who've used lifestyle to overcome some incredible health challenges. But before I dive in, I do want to make it clear that this podcast is for general information only and does not provide medical advice. I recommend that you seek assistance from your personal physician for any health conditions or concerns. So for this week's episode, I am sitting down with Marty Giambruno, who shares her very inspiring story about how she took control of her own life and health after losing her husband to lung cancer. After undergoing a procedure herself, she had a wake-up call from her own doctors, and on the one-year anniversary of her husband's death, she decided it was time to make a change. She ultimately found CrossFit, lost 65 pounds, and was able to process her grief and find mental, emotional, and spiritual healing. I really enjoyed speaking with Marty. Her attitude is infectious, and I hope you'll find some inspiration from our conversation. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I am very excited to be here with Marty Giambruno, who has a very incredible story of making some positive changes in her own life when she was faced with a challenge and is now very passionate about helping others who are going through similar things. So thank you so much for taking the time to share your story here. I'm excited to learn more about it. Thank you. Happy to be here. Awesome. Well, let's maybe set the scene a little bit first. If you could just tell us a little bit about your background, maybe were you ever very active or played sports growing up and how did you see your health sort of unfolding uh, over the course of your life? Okay. I was a swimmer from, I think, the time I could walk. Really, my whole life was centered around swimming and everything that that went along with it. And uh, in middle school, I had been diagnosed with scoliosis. And and at that point, we went to the orthopedist and he put me in a Milwaukee brace. Now, I don't know if they have those anymore. But but, yeah, so it was in this contraption that was steel steel and fiberglass and the whole thing. And, And I was told I was supposed to be in it for about five years. And my orthopedic surgeon told me I would be lucky if I swam competitive again before I got out of high school. Wow. And I would, he told me I'd never be on the one meter springboard again. And, and I interpreted that of no, no, I don't think so. Nothing was going to limit me. So I, uh, turns out I ended up getting out of that brace by within five years. And my doctor told me, go, you know what? You can start springboard diving again. So by the time I was in high school, I was swimming again and I was, I was diving. And it was, it was really, it was really a lot of fun. I still wow. say that. Where do you think that came from, that instinct that when your doctor told you, you, you probably wouldn't be able to swim or be active? 
where you said, no, I'm going to still keep being active and doing the things that I enjoy? Well, I believe that I've always been on the defiant end of the spectrum. And any way to motivate me to get some, to get me to do something was tell me I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And I, I find that that was a useful tool when I was competing. And when, you know, anytime I was, I got any kind of criticism, I would get angry and go in the pool and get in the pool and just work that much harder to prove them wrong. Mm -hmm. And uh, certainly as I grow older, that defiance kind of backfired and um, set me down, down a road um, that was not necessarily the best for me. And I ended up getting involved with a lot of booze and, 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 found myself in a place where I needed to ask for help. And that defiance kept me from, it, it turned on me. It kept me from being who, you know, the, I just didn't have any friends anymore. By the time I got out of high school, I couldn't hold a job down. So that defiance turned into anger and frustration. And so it wasn't a, that, that wasn't a tool that helped motivate me uh, to become better or be better or do better. It just, I used it as an excuse. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, at that point, then I ended up uh, in treatment and I found a program and a, and a support system that has since, I was 20 years old, that has since supported me and, and helped me through my life ever since. That's amazing. What is that support system? Yeah, it's great. It, it's really, it really is good that I had uh, a place, a resource to go to give me the tools to find out how to live life on life's terms. Mm -hmm in many ways find out how to be the best version of me really mm -hmm. and i think that's why i took to this call the crossfit culture so fast oh absolutely yeah and what was that support system that you said you found that helped you through that time well i'm in a 12-step program okay and i uh, it's it's a it's a it's a fellowship mm -hmm. it's a group of people that uh, we meet with and we share our experience, strength and hope with each other. And we, we help be there for each other when we need each other the most. And uh, we're also there to help be that beacon of mm -hmm. well-being for those who also are struggling and trying to find a way to be a part of and and contributing and a, a way to become a better human being a happier human being so it's nice to be part of that absolutely and i can see too some of the similarities why you were attracted to crossfit then later on when you found it um, exactly there's that addictive personality i can't help but think that all of us have at one end or another at one time or another where that drives us to a point where we're kind of obsessing or doing a little too much but uh finding that balance is has really been a, a lifelong search yeah 
So I know um, eventually you got to a point where a few years ago where you felt like your health really was not doing well. Can you kind of take us through how do you think you got to that point? What were some of the factors that maybe got in your way from living a healthier lifestyle? Yeah, well, I uh, met my husband in my mid-30s and had a pair of twin boys full term, 39 weeks, uh, four weeks before I turned 39. <laughs> so, so needless to say, um, it, the, the, the late twin pregnancy, uh, I wasn't so uh, able to get rid of the weight as quickly as I could have. I, I actually took up marathon running and I did get rid of a lot of the weight. However, when the boys got older and we moved from South Florida into Georgia, life got busier. I found myself, and as I was getting older, I found myself gradually getting that weight on. Every, I think I was gaining five to seven pounds a year. And it's what I caught myself looking at in the mirror thinking, oh my God, where did all that weight come from? And then I realized, where did all the years go? Yeah, and I wasn't running as much and I wasn't staying as active. Mm -hmm. And I was also approaching my 50s. And it, but it, it just was, I found myself missing a few things missing my career i gave up my career to to raise the kids which i do again um but i also found myself getting lost and i was i was approaching that part in life where the kids are getting older and they're getting on with their lives and 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 i needed something more and so it's kind of getting it lost in in all of that and and i know the wake the weight creeped on, um, but uh, it wasn't really until we got the diagnosis of my husband mm -hmm. did the stress levels and all of that all pile on. I mean, it was it was it was pretty clear how it all 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 added to the point it did, and um, so. Yeah, that was a big part of it. The process of my husband being diagnosed, his illness, and his passing, and the years following. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think oh, it's it can be easy to underestimate the impact that just that stress alone can have on our health and on our bodies. So, what um, y you talked about how you know, this whole process of your husband's diagnosis and then eventually his passing, it was about a year later that you decided you wanted to make some changes in your own life. What, what do you think it was that, that finally flipped that switch for you that you decided you wanted to start? Well, it was when my husband passed in March, mm -hmm. it was the following May that, uh, my OBGYN found a mass in my uterus mm -hmm. and they, um, I also have repeated skin, um, skin cancer issues, you know, squamous cell, basal cell, that kind of thing. And no melanoma, but repeated 
six every six months or, or a year go in there and they find something and they take something out well it all it all um it it's it's was very strange they found three or four um squamous lesions on my face the same week they found the mass in my uterus and this was right after i buried my husband and um that started impelling and when i went in um to get the dnc and got everything i was cleared she she told me marty you know i'm gonna tell you that if you don't start making some changes in your life that you aren't you know you could follow the same path as your husband you couldn't be far behind you're going to keep having these recurring cysts you're going to and that was I'm, I'm listening to her say this to me she says you need to change what you put in your mouth you need to move more and you need to sleep more mm. and i know you just buried your husband but you got to do something about the stress or you're going to follow him and she um course i didn't like hearing it but um i i heard what she said and i had another uh physician my general uh gal said said the same thing to me and i commend them for that i remember um it was the following year after um a year after john's anniversary it was on his birthday i remember you know we all have our times where we believe we we have clarity mm -hmm. and I remember waking up one morning and there was something that my husband and I had discussed when we decided to get married. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, you know, I find such great comfort and peace knowing that if something happens to either one of the two of us, the other will not only pick up pieces and move forward, but become stronger because of it. And that was my husband. He every day he prayed to be a better child of God, a better husband, a better father, a better everything. Not because he wasn't good enough, but simply because he could and he had to try. And what he, there was so much about him that laid down such great groundwork to make this grieving process. It was a huge impact on me, and it it. I, I think uh, I thought about that and you know Julie I got up and, and looked in the mirror and I was 200 pounds and I I said I, I can't do this anymore I have a pair of 14 year old boys and somebody I need to live and it was really the first time I, I it occurred to me that I wanted really wanted to do something and and live and be healthy and be a better version of me and all those things led up to that moment wow that is amazing and what a beautiful gift that he had said that years oh, amazing with you that's amazing yeah so you so you had this moment of clarity you decided you, know, you wanted to make some changes where did you start well, I put a pair of sneakers on and I said, okay, walk, walk down, get the mail out of the mailbox and maybe make a trip or two. And then I thought about, you know, for, for just today, pick something not to eat. Hmm. And 
part of why I mentioned that I was in the program and in AA is that we have this philosophy of learning how to live one day at a time. We can, and, and so I thought to myself, you know, I need to just, what can I do today? And that, that made it manageable. Mm-hmm. And so gradually over time, I walked, started walking more and, and said, okay, what am I not going to eat today? And it was, I, I picked sugar and I worked on refined sugar every day. And then on one day a week, I got what I wanted. And the more that I did that, the more I realized, okay, let once once I believe once I got the sugar out of my diet, the refined sugar, I thought, okay, the next thing is grains. And I found it so much easier to be able to achieve a goal just for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And and the same thing with the physical activity. So, you know, okay, walk a little farther, try running. I used to run I run marathons before and and I I just said just try running. And this gradually over time I added more and added more and then bought a bought a rower from Amazon, stuck that in the garage and bought a weight set and before I knew it 65 pounds was gone. And mm-hmm. and I felt great. And I thought, this is really only the beginning. There's, there's more I need to do. Hmm. So. Wow. That's a, what a great philosophy and perspective. Just look one day at a time, because I think it is so overwhelming. If you look at the big picture, I'm sure if you stood there on that day and said, wow, I want to lose 65 pounds, that would be really overwhelming. But doing it one day at a time and building on each step, you know, like you said, you got there before you knew it. Yeah, and you know that we're going to fall down, and yeah, we're going to we're going to not meet our goals some days. And I think that if if I can just remember that I don't need to do it perfectly, mm-hmm. if I you know that I can forgive myself when I when I do drop the ball, that that just is so. You try again. You keep trying again. I love that. And then at some point you ended up finding CrossFit. So tell us how you, how you found CrossFit and how you ended up joining the gym. Well, um, I, we were living in Savannah at the time and I honestly, I think I, I, I Googled gyms is what I did. And, and, um, CrossFit high performance in Savannah, uh, came up and, I thought, okay, that's interesting. I don't know about barbells and pull-ups, but yeah, let's just go check this out. And it was a really, really approachable place. It was um, very. It was a small in a in a in a garage in a big, um, I don't know, loading dock or garage. And there were a couple people in there that were so friendly and so welcoming and. Um, I went in and started talking to them and they made me think as if I could do that. And the first thing they tested me was bike on bed. <laughs> and uh, I actually went back after that. So <laughs> um, I, they, so I, I joined, I thought it was great. And the, 
I, I worked one-on-one -on -one for a little while because I didn't have the confidence to get into a class. And I worked my way into the class. And I think after not even eight weeks was 16.1. And they said, come on, Marty, join the open. And I'm going, oh, my Lord. <laughs> and uh, just do what you can do. And I had a blast. I had a blast. And uh, just got the first dose of what it really means to place yourself in a really uncomfortable position and not run away from it, stay there, be in it and, and learn from it. And so um, physically that, that was an incredible release for me. And, you know, again, my behavior is a little bit on the addictive. I was going all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it was a great experience and it was definitely just what I needed. Somehow the physical part of pushing yourself to uncomfortability resonates to what I believe I can do emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. So it isn't the only tool I use, but it is a significant tool that that only adds to the quality of my life for sure. Absolutely. Pushing past those physical boundaries, it can help you unlock some of the and overcome mental challenges and spiritual challenges too. So they're all connected. Exactly. And especially when you have a strong community as well. And I was lucky to find when I moved back here to South Florida, I was lucky to find a great group. We do book clubs, which introduced me to Chasing Excellence oh, nice. by Ben Bergeron. And that was a book. And, uh, you know, David Coggins and um, several other books that helped, really helped me navigate myself along with other tools through this grieving process. So it, it is, it's just, it's just been wonderful. That's great. Can you talk a little bit about that, about how this, uh, all of this has helped you through the grieving process? Because I think, you know, maybe for some people it sounds counterintuitive to take on a lot of new things or or make all these other life changes when you are going through grief, but how has it been helpful for you? Well, it's, it's interesting. I, I just, for me, grief is a state of, of existence. And um, it, it, I've learned that there is no destination with this. This is a state of existence of which I will learn to go on and I will learn to live the rest of my life with. And it at first, I mean, at first, CrossFit was more of a um, distraction, mm -hmm. and it it allowed me to get my energy up, and it allowed me to go to a place for one hour or or an hour and a half or however long I was I was there. It allowed me to leave the rest of everything behind. I needed that time where I just didn't have to deal with it. I also uh, was ra raising my kids and that got very busy. Mm -hmm. And 
I think it has allowed me to, again, be in a state of pain and not be afraid of pain, to not be afraid of pain, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And as I became more comfortable in that space physically, it was time for me to look at that emotionally and mentally. And, and the best, I guess the best way I can illustrate it is I spent the, it's been six years since John passed. I spent the first four years rearranging the deck furniture on the Titanic. Okay. So I'm worrying and micromanaging over which piece of furniture will go over the edge and absolutely denying the fact that I'm up to my neck in water and that I'm kind of denying the idea of, of my greatest fear. Mm -hmm. And, and so I believe that CrossFit as one of the tools I've used has allowed me again to find the courage to be in that pain and find the courage to be in that fear. And it was around the time when I was um, introduced to the book, Can't Hurt Me, mm -hmm. and by David Coggins. And it was a, an added support to, I have to face my fears. And so one of my greatest fears in CrossFit was rope climbing. And it wasn't going up, it was coming down. <laughs> I'd go up there and I didn't want to come down. <laughs> and so in an analogy, the two of those really worked was I was managed to get, get down the rope and then learn how to get down the rope appropriately. And so then I found that I realized that I can face my fears and, and be able to come out of them and, and be with them. And actually in, you know, honestly, the greatest fear is being alone. I'm one of the strongest person I know. And I, to be able to say that my greatest fear is being alone is, is, was, was almost humiliating to me. And it was, it was like being the only one in class without plates on the bar. It, it was just humiliating to me. And, but I found the strength to do that because I found the strength to be the only one in the room with, without plates on the bar. Nobody was paying attention to me anyway. So, um, so I did, I took the, I took the time to be alone. And um, through the holidays, through the times that were very, very difficult, and um, and I came out of them, and particularly recent events with the pandemic, and mm -hmm. I'm fortunately still working, uh, working in a hospital, so I'm not entirely isolated. Mm -hmm. But this this recent these recent events have also placed me in a position to reevaluate where I am mm -hmm. and where I'm going, and it's it's. I'm so much more comfortable being alone. I'm not saying I like it, mm -hmm. but I'm more comfortable. And, and I really believe that through um, all of these resources and tools combined has gotten me where, where I'm at. And um, it's, it's been, it's been a great 
it's been a great ride, actually. I, I really believe that I'm finally at the point where um, I'm, I'm good. I, I believe that I, I am finding closure. And as I approach that, my whole relationship to CrossFit has changed. Hmm. And, you know, I'm in it for different reasons now. And I'm, it's just, it, it's a wonderful companion. It's a wonderful companion for me to go through life is is the the culture and the community mm -hmm. wow that's really, really beautiful hearing you talk about that and the way that you know i think there's so many ways that crossfit can help in different areas of life but i've never heard heard that one exactly and it's it's so i don't know it makes a lot of sense but it's it's so it's just beautiful the way that you talk about it well, thank you. Thank you. We, uh, we were talking, the coaches and I got together and I said, I'm tired of running away from March 29th. March 29th is the day my husband died. And I said, you know, you know what I want to do? I want you to create a hero wad for me. Mm -hmm. And um, I said, it's got to have all the movements I struggle with. It's got to have all my struggles in it. Don't don't put the strong stuff in there for me. You got to put my struggles in there. And we sat down and we really talked about it. And and Arlen, my coach, said, you know, hero wads are more mental. And I said, that's exactly what I want. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to go to that place where I mentally just have to just I have no other choice but to go on. But um, so that. Is, is, I don't know, some call it corny, but I just think it's a great way to celebrate that day and take the day back. And, and my husband got diagnosed on December 23rd. So Christmas is not, has not been um, something we wanted to participate, but I'm finding through different tools that I wanna take these days back. We're reinventing Christmas. It doesn't have to be that way anymore. Mm. And um, so with this, they sent me four hero wads that we're looking at and I tried one and I'm like, oh my God. But um, it, I find it actually very liberating. Wow. That is really cool. I think it is, it's pretty neat. So what, what would you tell someone who maybe was in your shoes a few years ago, someone who maybe doesn't feel like, you know, is not happy with where their health is and they know they want to make a change? What would you tell them? Well, um, first I would ask them, what is it that they want to achieve? Mm -hmm. uh, is, it, is it health? Is it lifestyle? Is it is it, you know, we all want to lose weight and we all want to look good, but um, what is it? You want to get off your medications, that kind of thing. And certainly um, they need to work with, with their doctor, but, um, you know, it goes back to the one day at a time. And how about, you know, giving, giving me a call, I'm here for the support. And let's pick one thing. You know, I, I'm just so about just a little bite at a time. Yes. 
especially that. when people have mountains to change, when they have all these medications, they have all these, these medical problems, we can only change one thing at a time, but boy, you start that one thing and it just kind of overflows into the next and into the next. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. And it's so cool to see how you have really embodied that yourself and then now helping other people do the same thing. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I'm glad to do it. And there's so many people that have helped me, you know, along the way, but you know, that's kind of what we're here for, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, I, so there's three questions I ask at the end of every podcast. Okay. I wanted to get your, your answers to these two. So the first one is, what are the three things that you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health? I pray every morning mm -hmm. as lame as it can be. <laughs> I talk to my husband, actually, I have my cup of coffee. I talk to my husband and I remember what he told me and he said, what can I do to be of service to you today? I every day make sure I'm in bed at a regular time Wonderful. because uh, sleep to me is more important than anything else. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, I'm never in any danger of being ripped or shredded because I love food too much. <laughs> but I find uh, one of our books was why we sleep. So I, I, I really embrace the idea of getting enough rest mm -hmm. and I do meditate. I love and that. I do meditate, and uh, so those are th those are the three things. Those are three things. Is there something that you're working on right now that you think would have an impact on your health, but you're just working on it, or you haven't quite started implementing it yet? Hmm. Good question. Um, I'm sure there's always more I could do. Um, I. I can always use a little bit more focus on letting some of my children's future go, letting my kids go, <laughs> letting my kids go and launching them in a loving way. <laughs> so um, I'm trying to find more of a balance with them because certainly my relationship with them has everything to do with my health. Mm -hmm. That I know for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know, I don't have kids yet myself, but I can only imagine how hard that is to let them go. After. <laughs> well, anything worth anything isn't easy, right? <laughs> uh, all right. Last question is, what does a healthy life look like to you? A healthy life? A job you enjoy um, that brings you pleasure. Um, people surrounded by people who um, live in solutions rather than people who live in problems mm -hmm. and um, people who wake up every day and see how we can be better versions of ourselves. I love that. Um, so it, it, it's contagious. It is. Right? Oh my gosh, contagious just talking to you about it. <laughs> Very contagious. So well, I need more of that. We all do. We all do. Well, it's been wonderful hearing 
about how you're embodying that every single day. And like you said, nobody's perfect, but you know, it's, it's amazing to see how all the small steps that you're taking have had a huge impact on your journey. And, and I'm excited to share this story with everyone listening today. So. Oh, thank you. I'm happy to do it. It is really cool. It is. I've been very blessed and very fortunate and um, couldn't have done it with all the people without any of these people around me and any of my supportive programs. That's for sure. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. As always, I like to recap my biggest takeaways, and there was definitely a lot here. My first takeaway was about how sometimes we need tough love. Marty talks about how she was grateful for her doctors pointing out to her that her lifestyle was having a negative impact on her health. She said that while she didn't like hearing it at the time, these comments eventually inspired her big lifestyle changes. Now, this can be a very sensitive topic, but whether it's a close family member or a patient, having that conversation about their lifestyle habits with someone that they trust at the appropriate time can sometimes go a long way, even if it doesn't seem to be received well right away. My second takeaway was about taking things one day at a time. I love Marty's approach and her attitude about taking her lifestyle changes one day at a time and having some grace with herself. This is so important no matter what goal we're working toward, a fitness or training goal, lifestyle changes, education, work, or anything else. Knowing where you're going long-term is important, but then staying in the moment each day can be the secret to success and avoiding overwhelm. My third takeaway was about how physical challenges can make us stronger mentally. Marty talked about how the physical challenges she overcame in the gym gave her confidence and helped her mentally and spiritually to overcome other challenges in her life. Working out isn't just about the exercise or the PRs. It's also an opportunity for all of us to grow as people. So I hope you had some great takeaways from this conversation as well. If you or someone you know has an inspiring story you'd like to see featured on an upcoming episode, let us know at pursuing-health.com forward slash share dash your dash story. 